Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 834. Live your dreams and then don't look back. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Davey Hamilton. Hey, Davey, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Absolutely. Always ready to go and excited to to do this. Thank you. Davey Hamilton is a former IndyCar driver and is currently the sponsorship director for Calumet Products. Calumet Specialty Products Partners is a leading independent producer of high-quality specialty hydrocarbon products and fuel products located here in North America. The company also blends and markets specialty products through its brands, including Bell Ray and Royal Purple. Hamilton has competed in 11, yeah, I said 11, Indianapolis 500s, and twice placed second in series points. And in 2001, he was involved in a very serious accident that sidelined him for several seasons, but in 2007, he was able to return to racing. And in 2011, Davey retired from IndyCar racing and later began a career here with Calumet. And his son, Davey Hamilton Jr., is following in his father's footsteps and begun his racing career in Indy Lights and Stadium Super Trucks. So, Davey, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment to share maybe a little bit more about your career and, of course, your obvious passion for automobiles? Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, first of all, thanks again for having me on. And, and uh yeah. It's been a wild ride, you know. I mean, motorsports is is in my in my blood. I'm actually a second generation driver. I'm out of Idaho, of all places. Not too many racers come out of the state of Idaho. No. But uh, but my father, you know, started doing it as a hobby, and and that was very successful in, in the Western United States mostly, and actually attempted to run in Indy cars for a, a short amount of time. Uh, but financing, you know, the funding is very difficult. They just couldn't come up with what he needed to to do it properly, but you know, I was fortunate enough to follow his footsteps, as I say, and, and do the short track um, Saturday night grassroot type racing and, and was very fortunate to climb the ladder far enough to, uh, you know, to make it to the pinnacle for me, which was uh, IndyCars and being able to compete full-time in the IndyCar Series and the Indy 500. So uh, it's been a great ride. It's, uh, you know, I wouldn't trade it for anything. There's been good days and bad, obviously. It goes with any kind of athlete, job, whatever you may have, and um, I've had them, but uh, but I say wouldn't trade anything for it. Absolutely. Well, I've had several Indy 500 competitors here, racers here on the show, so it's so great to have you join that Cars Yeah alumni of past Indy 500 drivers. You're the one who's participated the most, so that's pretty darn cool, and we're going to learn a lot more about you and your life as we continue on this journey. But first, I always like to ask my guests for a success quote or a mantra. It's a nice way to get those inspirational tires turning here on cars, yeah? So, Davey, take the wheel. Yeah, so, you know, first off, one thing that I always tell people, and I've been very fortunate enough to, to, through my accident, actually, learn a lot of different things. And one of them is, you know, I I now do speaking engagements for encouragement, no matter what business or what what it involves with. So, you know, I always say the most important thing is is live your dreams, fight for your dreams, and, um, you know, hit them full steam ahead because if, you know, it can be done by somebody, it can be done by you. So I always, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty positive thinking guy and I always think it's, uh, you know, everything's obtainable, but you just have to fight for it. 
You know, I love that thought. It can be done by anybody, why not you? Or it can be done by somebody, why not you? It kind of reminds me of our local football team here in the Northwest, the Seahawks. Russell Wilson has this saying, why not us? You know, as far as going to the Super Bowl, going all the way. And it's that attitude that sets people apart. If they think they can do it, then there's an opportunity to do it. And if they don't think they can do it, you know what? They're right. They can't. So it's it's a great way to go through life. Before we talk a little bit more about what you're doing now and so forth, let's go back in time. I'd love for you to share a story that instigated your passion for cars. Is there a pivotal moment in your life when you knew that, like your dad, you were going to be a car guy and be a racer? You know, I first, as a youngster, being in elementary and, and junior high school, going to that racetrack every Saturday night with my family and watching my father race, I, I did have a, an idea. That's what I wanted to do. But ironically, back in those days, racing for young kids wasn't really out there. You know, go-karts were just the ones you made in your driveway and, you know, put a little engine on them. They really didn't have competitions or proper racetracks for like a go-kart for kids to race. But what they did have was mini bikes. You know, the, the manufacturers of motorcycles had proper motorcycles and they held proper motorcycle racing. So I got into motocross actually. And so um, I, I really felt my line of uh, being an athlete was going to be in motocross and supercross. Wow. So I did that and had some success on a local level. But what I found out pretty rapidly is when I started uh, a guy named Bob Hanna, which was the you know the world champion, mm-hmm. moved into our city, and I was able to ride with him and see how he rode. I, I kind of realized that that may not I may not have what it takes to take it to the top. And so at that point is when I decided to uh, put full time effort towards um, um, motor racing. I I did some motocross. I never raced or anything, but I rode. But I had some friends that were doing some local competition down in Southern California. And you're right. I would go riding with them, and they'd be doing stuff that I would just go, I can't do that. (laughs) There's no way. And I'm sure at the level you were competing, which was way above my riding level, and then that other guy going even faster. Yeah, you learn pretty quickly that, okay, this isn't my direction. But we're glad you went into cars because you've entertained us for so many years. It's been great. It's been great. Well, you know, it's really the same thing when I got into uh, auto racing is, you know, it takes that special athlete to be able to do it successfully and, and make it to the top. And and I still see it today for those that uh, that have that God-given talent and those that don't. And I was very fortunate that that was a sport for me. You know, that was yeah. a sport to where I could compete at the at the highest level and be able to challenge for wins and championships. So, you know, you just have to, you know, I kept digging until I found that niche or, worked, uh, like I say, my God-given talent that I was able to excel at. Absolutely. Well, let's take a look at some of the many roads you've driven down. I think I know where you might be going with this question, but we'll see. I'd love for you to talk about a huge challenge or a big failure, something that you faced along the way that really set you back. I know you had that horrific accident. Maybe that's what you want to talk about. It's up to you. But what's more important about this situation is not so much what happened, but how you treated it and what it taught you afterwards so you could move forward. So kind of take us to that painful time, okay? Yeah, you know, there was some very difficult times through my career, but very rewarding as well. And and the one that sticks out, obviously, is the accident. You know, when you have an accident at over 220 miles an hour in an IndyCar race, and, and unfortunately the front of the car was ripped off with my legs exposed, and so I had massive leg injuries, massive enough to where, um, you know, the first thought was amputation of both legs. So oh, yeah. that's a pretty that's a pretty downtime, obviously, right? I mean, no when, kidding. When, you know, when, when you're flying to the hospital and and, and um, 
you you overhear that it could be a double amputee coming to Parkland Hospital in Texas. It made us, you know, I knew it was a difficult time and, and probably, you know, the worst day of my life. And not knowing where you're going to go after as an athlete, as, as a, a competitor. Matter of fact, the only competitor to race every single IndyCar series race um, in the IndyCar series to, to that point. And knowing as Ironman and, and uh, always having a ride. And you just, you know, I, I, I was so, um, so torn with emotion. First of all, just knowing if I was ever going to walk again. Now, very fortunate that they didn't have to amputate because the doctors at Indianapolis um, said, no, you know, you can't amputate. Send him to, send him to us. We know what he does. We know he's an athlete. You yeah. know, we have to do all we, we we're going to try all we can yeah. to save his legs, which they have now. Do I have limitations? Absolutely. I have fused left ankle. I have a lot of rods and pins. I think I have 16 in one leg, 17 in the other with Whoa. rods and pins and oh my gosh. many many things. They took my lap muscles to actually to, to build um, the feet, the, the muscles that I lost in my feet. They took skin grafts, bone grafts out of my hips and off my thighs. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, they used a lot, of, a lot of my good parts to fix the bad ones. Yeah, but, um, I guess so. You know, I was blessed by them by having that staff of doctors that came together that I don't know if you could you could match them up again ever. It was just a magical time that all all involved um, were able to work on me and and and, and uh, save my legs and and inside now here I am in in uh, wheelchairs for a year at a time and in in hospitals for months at a time just trying to survive and the entire time I'm in there in, inside without saying anything to anybody I thought you know I don't want to end my racing career with an accident, right. you know, I was, right. had some great things happening. And so that was part of my strive and my challenge and my, my passion and desire to, to get healthy again. I wanted to race. I mean, I just, I had that, that accident, but I knew I wanted to race again. But you know, when you're laying in the hospital bed, not even knowing if you're hundred percent going to survive, right. And you tell people you still want to go race. It's probably not the time. Yeah. So, um, um, you know, I had so many people help me through it, including the series and, friends, family, other teams, drivers, everybody that pitched in and, and comforted me. And, you know, it helped me you know, hold strength through it. It was amazing. And, and um, you know, a few years later where I was finally starting to walk again and teaching myself how to walk again, um, you know, A.J. Foyt, my first owner, gave me opportunity to drive a car at Phoenix again. You know, I showed up on crutches. You know, oh a little surprising. I know you're still on crutches. Yeah. Maybe we shouldn't yeah, put so. you in the car. Yeah. yeah. So, and it was a task to help his grandson, AJ Foyt, fourth, trying to help him get up to speed. And, and so, anyway, it all was full circle. And at that point, I knew that I wanted to, to, to do it again. But now, the most difficult part was, I, you know, I was kind of like the wounded horse. Could I, I've been out of the game for a long time. Could I come back and I could I be competitive? Could I accomplish what I needed to? It, it's a very expensive sport. Yeah. And these teams invest a lot into you as, as athletes to perform and, and to be able to continue their sponsorship programs and so forth. So, so saying all that is I didn't even know that. I knew I wanted to, but could I perform at the level I needed to to be successful? And um, so that held a huge stumbling block, and it took me years to find the team, the sponsors, the backing, and the, the confidence in those people to give me the opportunity. It was all the way to 2007 yeah. with Hewlett Packard, um, believing in my story, believing in that, that I could get it done. And, and uh, by gosh, we did that. We came back and, and 
here, here's another crazy thing that maybe wasn't the smartest of mine, but not only did I come back to racing, I, I, the first race was the Indy 500. I didn't come back. Oh, my go gosh. Some short tracks and <laughs> no, sprint cars. Or, you jumped right you know, into the try. fire. <laughs> <laughs> I just jumped right into the fire, exactly. And, uh, wow, it was, it was amazing. It was, it was nerve-wracking. It was like I never drove a race car at one point, you know, but because yeah. of the emotions that, you, that I felt. But I was able to run, you know, the, in the top ten majority of the day. Um, yeah. I, I got into the top five. Had an opportunity to challenge for the four a top five, not a win, but for a top five. And unfortunately, rains came, shortened the race in 2007, and it put me back from where I felt we could finish. But I still finished ninth. I still had the top ten mm-hmm. after that many years off. And um, and another thing to my comeback was I just told the people I didn't want to end my career, just as I said, with an accident. Give yeah. me just one more. I just want to finish one more race. Well. The first thing I did when I got out of the car was told everybody I lied because I had a blast. I want to continue racing and, <laughs> and basically raced from 2007 to 2011 in IndyCar competition, retiring in 2011. And still today, though, still race short tracks. And I raced a, I raced a Silver Crown car this last week in Toledo, Ohio, ran six. Didn't have the best of days, but still had a, a top 10 and um, still having some fun racing with my son. Yeah, I think so. You know, by the way, Davey, I was at that race in 2007. I saw you race at that race, your comeback, and a lot of people around me blamed me for that rain. I apologize because I live in the Pacific Northwest, and they said, you brought it with you. It never rains at the Indy 500. So I apologize. I sh- I cut that race a little short. But, you know, my takeaway from all this conversation, and I, I just have to say, wow, is have a focus. Have a laser focus on what your goal is, and that will help you overcome almost any obstacle that you have in front of you. So kudos to you and the team and the people around you that got you back on track. Absolutely spectacular. Uh, let's go to an aha moment here in your career. Now, you've changed careers now. You're you're representing this company and products. That's a big change and shift in your life. But is there a big aha moment in your career that really stands out? Well, you know, um, oh, I guess, you know, the one that, that stands out um, that is the day I decided to retire. Maybe, yeah, you know, yeah. of, of like, it wasn't really the time to do it. Was it too early? Was it too late? Um, I still have such a passion to drive the car. I still have a passion for all the political things that go with it and <laughs> <laughs> in, in car racing. And, mm-hmm. and um, that was probably, you know, something that I've, that I, and I don't think, I think that's an athlete's right. I think that's an athlete's struggle of yeah. doing something that you love. You know, I race cars. There's nobody in the grandstands and nobody, you know, I just love it. I just, I have a, a huge, Drill and rush, thrill. I just I strive for the competition. Right. It's not about the ego of it, honestly. I mean, obviously, uh, you you're treated differently, and I'm a normal, I'm an everyday normal guy. But as an athlete, sometimes you are treated differently. Right. And you know, you get to some of these um, athletes that do struggle with either not being able to get a job or careers in early because of injury or so many different things. And that was something that. You know, that I struggled with and still a little bit today, uh, struggle with somewhat. Just mm-hmm. there's always that question there. But, um, I would have to say as far as aha or any kind of questions of things that I've made decisions on that, that could be one of them. I understand completely. Well, how about a proudest career moment? I would assume you've had many of those, all the different races you've won, the competitions and so forth. But is there one that really stands out for you? Well, you know, that's like, again, man, I've, I've been so fortunate to have so much success in, in a lot of different race cars. And, and, um, you know, I, I've had special moments in every, like, super modified. I've had special moments in midgets and sprint cars and silver crown and IndyCar. But I have to think that how do you beat the special moment is the first time you, you're actually in an IndyCar at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. <laughs> yeah. I guess that was, yeah. 
that's probably a dream come true for a majority of the racers at this world. And, you know, and, and sometimes you have to really look back. You know, my, my goal in life was to race one Indy 500. I thought, man, if I could ever make one Indy 500. And while I'm sitting in a buddy's basement where I'm living in Idaho, working as a painter, racing, sleeping in my truck to go racing, I'm thinking that's what I want to do. Now, <laughs> wow. obviously, I had to, there was a lot of work to come from that. Yeah. that point i remember right where i was when i was thinking that moment yeah and then after i had raced in multiple indy 500s and runner up in the championship a few times you know it was like i always had to look back and sometimes give myself a reality check on you know i was upset because i got second or third in a race and had an opportunity to win it and i think wait a minute now my 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 dream was to make one indy 500 i've gone way beyond that right yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm so fortunate on things but sometimes you lose sight of what you really wanted to what you really have. So, um, yeah, yeah. you know, the, I, I look back at that as well. You know, there's a lesson that my mom taught me years ago, and that is the lesson of gratitude. When you're grateful, it's hard to be frustrated about anything. So you have to remember to be grateful for what you've done, what you have, where you are in life. And two of my past guests, Dominic Dobson, who's raced Indy 500, and Ari Leindyke, sure. both of them said the same thing for you. That That special moment was that first race that start of that first race and just pinching themselves going, I'm here. This is incredible. Yeah. How, do, how did I get here? So yeah, very, very, very cool. Well, let's, let's have a little more fun and go back in time and talk about your first really special car. Now that could be the first really special race car you got to drive in, but tell us about a memory about that vehicle and what that was. Well, you know, that probably is outside of racing is, is when I was in high school, I, I bought a, uh, a 1965 El Camino that was absolutely in the worst shape ever. <laughs> and because it's the only money I had. And, and I was so proud because I, I personally took that car through high school from the ground up and rebuilt the engine and the gearbox and the rear end and repainted it and, and, and uh, even helped do the upholstery work in it and just made it a show car actually. And yeah. so, uh, I was pretty proud of that car. Honestly, it was my first, you know, I wish I, that was another regret, maybe selling that darn thing. I wish I could have that one back, but, but as, as a first car and I just, I had so much pride, you know, I wanted it to be nice. And I wanted to, you know, I, I, I took a lot of pride in making that thing, taking it from a, a junkyard almost to, to a show car. So that was, that was the first real car. I, and unfortunately, not a race car because I've been in some fabulous race cars. But sure, and and I've been in a lot of different exotic, cool cars in my life. But that that was my first memory of just being so proud of yeah. what I had at that time and what I was able to do with it. Well, Caminos are pretty cool too. Well, I think you answered my next question. That's the seller's remorse question I ask everybody. Is that the car you really wish you had back? Yeah, you know, there's two of them that I, that I wish, and that is my first ever race car and my first street car. Those wow. are the two things that somehow I wished that. At the time, I couldn't afford not, you know, I was buying something different right. uh, to move up the ranks in racing and to get a more reliable working the car because I ultimately took a lot of work. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I had a job that I had to get the A to B a lot, so uh, I couldn't afford to keep those to move up to the next level. So. Yeah. That regret, yes, but, um, you know, at that time, I just I didn't have a choice. Yeah. What was that first race car? So I, I'm like I said, I was from Idaho. They had a, a series there called Super Six. It was open wheel, not sprint cars, but like they could be sprint cars. But I had a little offset roadster, okay, open wheel car with a straight two thirty six, two hundred thirty 
six-cylinder straight six-cylinder cubic hitch motor wow. with a one-barrel carburetor, and that was a that was kind of our beginning class. But it was open wheel, and and uh, they they were you know they looked like the fast cars, but they weren't. Yeah. And I think I paid. Matter of fact, I didn't. My mother paid fifteen hundred dollars for it. Oh my gosh! And then <laughs> and without my dad knowing, because my dad as a racer knows how hard and difficult it was, and you know he he definitely wanted me to do it on my own, which. You know, he helped, but he wanted me to have the initiative. Well, my mom bought the car without him knowing, and then um, <laughs> saying that I did, and then he helped me from then on. But yeah, uh, yeah. but that was my first race car. Yeah, not not much of a race car, but uh, but my rookie year, with his help making the car proper, um, I won the championship. I I was uh, a rookie there and and had the track record the very first year of my my race career. Wow, so, wow, uh, that's yeah, that was it was. You know, I came out of the box pretty good. That's yeah, that's fantastic. You gotta love moms. My mom helped me buy my first car too. So uh, moms are always there for us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's talk about today and what has you excited. I'd love for you to share with our listeners more about Calumet Specialty Products. What you're doing there? Why you joined the company? What makes this company so special? Yeah, absolutely. You know how it all really started was um, I had a sprint car team that I was doing the same thing, giving young drivers opportunities to to race race cars. So I started a sprint car team back in Indiana and in Indianapolis where I'm at currently, and and then my son was coming up to give him opportunity to drive them as well. So uh, I thought I'm going to have a car, some cars, give these young kids opportunities, and I was very fortunate to have Calumet as a sponsor, ah. and that's how I was first introduced to Calumet, and they have a. a a product called True Fuel that sponsored me in those you know years back in those sprint cars. They supported the program for three years, and then the company went through a transition, buying a lot of different um, companies, and they pulled out a, a sponsorships basically. And and uh, a few years ago, they decided to bring everything back to Indianapolis, put it all under one roof with all the retail products in one marketing area to, for so everybody could work together and. And at that time, they had nobody that knew uh, sponsorship. Um, oh, okay. And and um, one thing that with automotive products, which majority of uh, Calumet's retail products are automotive through Royal Purple, and um, they asked if I had interest in doing it. At the time, you know, I still currently drive the two-seater IndyCar. I'm the, I'm the driver analyst for the IndyCar um, uh, radio uh, broadcast, so I do radio every week at all the IndyCar races. At that time, I owned a series called King of the Wing uh, uh, Sprint Car Series, which is a national sprint car series. I said, man, I have so much going on, and uh, I don't know if it fits, but they were uh, a company that um, that seen assets and value in me being able to do some of those things with their products. So I decided to, to take the challenge on, and it's been great. And, and matter of fact, it's the first time I've really had a – a job, so to speak, outside of driving a racing <laughs> yeah. car, right? Yeah, and yeah. and um, uh, so I really enjoy it. I, I've I've learned um, a lot of things behind the scenes on sponsorships, and I since have sold my sprint car series so I could put more effort into this. I still do the radio and the two seater IndyCar program, but uh, it's been a lot of fun. And 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 uh, it kind of started with some friends that worked Calumet that sponsored me back in that day, and. I said, "Hey, sounds like fun. Let's give it. A, let's at least give it a try." And I've been here a couple of years. And what keeps me here is the quality of product and people. So uh, it, it's been exciting and a new, uh, whole new education. Absolutely. And real quickly, tell our listeners what are the products that Calumet specializes in. So the one that most people are going to know is the True Fuels. One of them, which is a which is a pre-mixed two-stroke gasoline that you can buy at Lowe's, Home Depot, Menards. That um, 
They pour right in your weed eaters and your, your lawn equipment, your generators. Okay. That's 100% gasoline, no ethanol. So it's very high quality for small engines. Royal Purple is the highest of quality of all motor oils used in, you know, Tim Wilkerson's funny car down to, you know, your street car to get longer life and longevity out of your engine and, and longer spans between your oil changes. And then we have Bell Ray, which is another product a lot of people are familiar with. It's a company that's been around a long time as well. Mostly known in um, marine and motorcycle. A lot of, you know, I used Bell, Bell Ray when I was racing motocross, actually, when I was a young kid. So, yeah, yeah. Um, those, are, those are the three major retail products that I work with on the sponsorship side. So, uh, right, right. I'd say it's, what's great is the quality of them, and it just, you know, it fits. I, I feel like I'm, when you're with a proper company, it's on proper products, it makes it a lot easier. Well, definitely. And all those are super premium products that uh, I know of, and I'm sure most of the Cars Yeah audience knows of. If you uh, know anything about automotive uh, lubricants and gasolines and liquids and things like that. Now, Davey, here's a very introspective question. If if Davey Hamilton was a car, what kind of car would he be and why? Oh, that's interesting, you know, because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I would like to think that the Ferrari but I'm not. I'm an Idaho come off the farm kid. So yeah. love to put my dirt bike in the back of my truck. I, I love to, <laughs> I love to, uh, I, I'm more of the, more of the I don't want to say hillbilly, but I'm, I'm <laughs> definitely more of the farm guy. So, um, I'm actually, I'm more of a workhorse. So I probably have, you know, a pickup. <laughs> Probably a pickup truck. Yeah. No, I, I, I saw that coming. That's okay. I've had yeah. lots of pickup trucks on this show. I think that's a, a very honest answer. We'd all love to be sexy Ferraris, but uh, most of us aren't. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I understand. Well, Davey, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people. But what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimball.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. What's the worst thing for your car's interior? No, it's not that milkshake the kids spilled in the back seat. It's the sun. Harmful UV rays cook your automobile's interior hour after hour when it's parked outside, even on a cloudy day. What's the solution? Covercraft sunscreens. They protect your dash, seats, and interior finishes from those damaging UV rays while keeping the interior temperature tolerable, even on the hottest summer days. No more painfully sizzling seats and steering wheels for you. They unfold quickly and easily install, stay where you put them, and are custom patterned for an exact fit. The foam core acts as a cooling insulator, and you can get yours in different colors and finishes. And they even fold up easily and store under your seat or on the floor. I've used Covercraft sunscreens for years, and they are a fast and easy solution that protect my beloved cars when they're not in the garage. Learn more and order yours at Covercraft.com. Want to protect your entire vehicle? Get a car cover from Covercraft. They have those too. That's Covercraft.com. And tell them Mark sent you. 
Okay, Davey, we are back, and we're entering the last lap. You've seen plenty of those. The white flag's out. Time to put our foot into it. And I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Keep your oil changed. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. Either that or the throttle goes both ways. One of those two. Yeah, right. <laughs> Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to all your successes over the years? Well, I think just the passion. Yeah. Just passion. Don't give up. Don't give up. You know, I was waiting for those words. Every, and I've had almost, gosh, 150 racers on the show. Every single racer says those words. Don't give up. Never, ever give up. Absolutely. Yeah. Because even the last lap, those five cars in front of you, something could happen and you end up in first place. So never give up. Yeah, that's happened. That's happened. Crazy enough. That's definitely happened. Yeah. I've seen so, it. I've yeah. seen it. Now, do you have yeah. a resource that you think our listeners would really enjoy? Um, wow. You know, I, I think that to your listeners would enjoy, there's several things. Obviously, your show, first of all, they get to your listeners. Well, but thank you. I also think if they, if they haven't, uh, if they haven't heard the IndyCar, uh, radio network, it's, it's a lot of fun to listen to. And, oh, yeah. Uh, keep it on the radio. Keep it on the radio waves. Yeah, absolutely. Now, if you could have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that person be? You know, here's a crazy, I, I've thought about that many of times, honestly. It's a guy that I see not every weekend, but a lot, and I'm doing it right now. Um, it's AJ Foyt. I love hanging out with AJ. He, oh. He's been a friend, an owner. But you know, I, I look back at somebody like you know Henry Ford or or somebody back in the day yeah. Um, yeah. that that I never had the chance to meet. But or you know even even you know Ayrton Senna would be pretty awesome. Oh. But AJ is my yeah. hero. Well, you know, I'd love to have AJ on the show. Maybe you can help me get a, a, a kind word in for Cars Yeah to have him on Cars Yeah. Henry Ford is the most requested person to that question. Right up next to him is Carol Shelby. But I'm a huge fan of Ayrton Senna. In fact, I've I love what he did so much in his passion that I have one of his quotes on my business card. So it would be fun to sit yeah. down with all those guys. Maybe get them all in a room. Wouldn't that be an interesting group of people? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And I actually worked for Carroll Shelby. I helped develop Carroll's uh, uh, Series One Shelby. So oh, I wow. was with Carroll for. Uh, I went to uh, I went to his house, and he had a. He, I lived in Las Vegas, uh-huh. and um, he had a shop there, and so I was at a shop with him a lot there. Went to his Beverly Hills home, and actually presented uh, presented a, uh, Shelby Series One. Uh, Cobra to Playmate of the Year a couple times at the mansion for him. So, oh, my gosh. Uh, so, I, uh, so I had a good relationship with Terrell as well. Well, the gentleman who was on Cars Yeah right before your show here, yesterday's show, was Dave Friedman, who is a photographer who uh, worked for Carol Shelby. He was the first photographer Carol ever hired to take pictures of the first Shelby Cobra being built. He worked with him all oh, the way yeah. up through the GT350s and the Ford Le Mans. So, yeah, it uh, seems like we're uh, all in uh, that same group here. How about a book? Is there a book that you've read that you think our listeners would enjoy? Oh, geez. It's been so, I've read so many good books, and I used to read them a while when I was young, and they were all inspirational books. Um, but man, I, I, I can't even pick one out. My, my mind's blank right now, but, <laughs> but I'll have to say that, um, one, one of the books that, uh, that I, you know, I read the Tony Stewart book actually, because I could relate to that. Uh, yeah. Um, I, we, we came up the same way. Uh-huh. Um, it's probably not the book, but the one off the top of my head and one of the last ones I've read 
is, you know, is Tony. Like I said, we were teammates that came up together. So proud of what he's been able to do. And, oh, gosh, and uh, yeah. so that's, uh, that's probably the one I would suggest. Uh, great, great suggestion. He's another one I would love to talk to here on Cars Yeah. Well, listeners, you can find links to all these great resources Davey has shared with us today on his show notes page on the Cars Yeah website. Just go to carsyeah.com, type Davey Hamilton in the search bar, and that page will pop up with all these great links. All right, we're up to the checkered flag. We're almost there, and this last question could be a bit of a doozy. Today, Davey, I'm going to buy you any cool car, cool race car, vintage car, collector car, vintage race car. It doesn't matter what it is, and it doesn't matter how much it costs because I'm writing the check. One of those big checks you get when you win a race, you know, the giant ones that the cute girls are holding. That's what I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to do for you today. <laughs> so, Davey, uh, what would that car be and why? Well, you know, I would probably have to say today – I'm going to go to sexy and I, I like the new McLaren oh. and, and, uh, that new McLaren, I really enjoy the, the look of that thing. And, uh, Bruce McLaren was another kind of hero of mine that I was, it would be another guy I would love to meet. And so, um, I'm, I'm kind of a McLaren fan. I always have been because of Bruce and then the, the, the new McLaren cars pretty outstanding. So that's probably the one I'd have to, I'd have to pick. Uh, you think so, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so let's see. I'm thinking the new McLarens. There's the 570s Spider. You like convertibles? Yeah, you know, and I I can't even when I seen this just the other day. It was ridiculously expensive. Well, of course, <laughs> I see, do know that. You don't have to worry about that because I'm buying it for you. Or you know, or there's the, I I kind of picture you maybe in the McLaren GT. I mean, yeah, that, yeah, that might. So I, I think either one would work. You I think, think so? Either one would work. <laughs> you know, and you know the thing about the McLaren over a, a Lamborghini or Ferrari, you just don't see them. You right. just don't see them. You, you know, the R8s and uh, Ferraris and McLaren. I mean, uh, uh, Lamborghinis. You yeah. see them often. Everybody's really seen them, but a lot of people haven't seen. There's not too many of those on the street. So, no, no, uh, they're pretty cool. They're pretty special, pretty cool. Well, I'll have fun uh, finding one for you, and I'll drive it back from Big Harbor <laughs> to yeah. Indianapolis. That'll be. I'm, I'm, yeah, I might arrive with a few bug splatters on the front, but that's okay. I'll, I'll wipe <laughs> them off. That's all right. For we'll, you. We'll, we'll clean them off. Yeah, no problem. Well, Dave, you've taken me on an awesome ride today around the track. I knew you would. I've really enjoyed talking with you, and I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey with me and the listeners. Could you offer us one parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off into the sunset in that McLaren? Yeah, well, and I think we've said it, man, is is, uh, live your dreams and then don't look back. Absolutely. And how can listeners follow along with what you're doing and learn more about Calumet? So, yeah, you can go to uh, uh, calumetspeciallyproducts.com or on the Calumet site. Uh, Great company and, and great products. So please check that out. And then on my site, personally, you probably it's probably better go to DaveyHamiltonJr. dot com because he's I don't keep up on my stuff, but I also have Twitter at Davey Hamilton that you can keep up with me at. Okay, and so those those are probably the easiest. Uh, absolutely, maybe you can introduce me to your son, and we'll get him on the show. I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. He just uh, he just came back from a uh, Robbie Gordon's SSP race in China. So uh, he he had a good time over there. He won the race. Unfortunately, got DQ'd. Uh oh. <laughs> for a for, for a joker lap uh, infraction, but you know what? He had a blast, and yeah. hey, it's just for fun. Those races, and and uh, yeah, keep track of him. He's he's working hard to try to try to get to Indy. We'll see what happens. Absolutely. Well, we wish him the best of luck. Well, listeners, again, you can find links to everything Davey has shared on our show notes page at carsyad.com. Just type Davey or Davey Hamilton into the search bar, and that page will pop up. I encourage you to check out Calumet Specialty Products, top notch products for your automobiles. Well worth investigating and learning more about. Davey, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your experiences with me and the listeners. 
until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Yeah, thank you for having me. You're welcome. What's every automotive enthusiast dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garage is built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!